0: Episode 16. <Jasmine> good night, <laughs> <a> whitey tidy. Sleep whitey tidy. Yeah. Where did you get whitey tidy from? Um, Carl Oh for
1: heaven's sake. Good night, sleep tight.
0: Sleep tight as as so whitey
1: tidy. Cuz it's funny. <laughs> it is. Okay, yes, it is Episode 16. Good night, sleep tight, and this episode is all about sleeping. It is. Who's a good sleeper? Me. You're an excellent sleeper. Who's a bad sleeper? You. Yeah, I'm not the greatest. I'm working on it, though, aren't I? Why are you not going to be
0: a really good sleeper, Mom?
1: Oh, I'm
0: so happy that you asked that question, Avery. Hey, everyone. It's a very bright life. It sure is. Your life is so bright. I gotta wear shades. We are so happy that you're here with us. Let's do this thing.
1: Know what happens when you don't get enough sleep like all the obvious bad things but you also get super cranky and when I say you I, I mean me like I'm a cranky pants and I part of it I know has to do with not sleeping because ugh, the struggle is so real and part of it has to do with hormones mm. and part of it is trying to record a podcast at home in the summer when everybody's here and just making a shed load of noise and just being super irritating but I love my family I really, really do. (gasps) And Avery's going to be right back uh, shortly. She just had to go to a neighbor's house to do something, but she'll be back and she's going to talk to us about some of her favorite things that she does before bed to help her uh, sleep really well because she is like a rock star of the sleep. Now, I hope this episode doesn't actually end up putting you to sleep because it could because, you know, it can be kind of boring, but just to keep you awake, just so you know, at the end of this episode, there is a story that will curl your hair. (laughs) There's a content warning, an adult content warning, because it's not for the kiddos. Okay, so if you can bear with me till the end, it's worth it, I think, or it's it's absolutely inappropriate and horrifying. Either way, it made me laugh, so I'm just going to tell it anyway. Okay, so yeah, any the who, I'm going to talk about in this episode sleep reasons why we need it why we don't get it and then how we can make it happen because we need to sleep often and we need to sleep well right I'm not doing either of those things the irony right of this episode I am so sleep deprived right now it's not it's not even funny although some things were wildly funny to me today because you know when you're overtired and everything's funny <laughs> yeah I know oh god so last night and this is not funny I must have woken up a dozen times. Like, what the hell? Why? Well, why? Because I was sweaty. I woke up a couple times and I was anxious for no reason. And then one of the times I woke up and I was so concerned that I keep waking up and I was worried about not falling back to sleep, which just, you know, made me more sweaty and more awake. So there's that. Why is this? Like, why is this so hard? Honestly, I'm asking because, I mean, shouldn't sleep be the most natural thing in the world? Like, we spend a third of our lives doing it. So... Think we'd be good at it by now, and I know that it's 100% necessary for our health and our growth. And you know, we've been doing it since we've been born, Um, we've had lots of practice. But most studies or many studies show that most adults and lots of kids actually really stink at sleep. I mean, I personally think that we start off in life as babies, like as sleep savants is that a thing? It could be, and then. As life gets bigger and busier, our sleep just begins to suffer. And I'll be honest, my sleep right now is probably the worst that hit that it has. See, I can't even speak. That also happens when I'm tired. I can't make I can't make the words. So yeah, no, my sleep is horrendous. And um, I don't know. Nobody in my family, with the exception of Avery and the dog, want to be near me during sleepy time. Because <laughs> Because I'm just, I'm I'm just not my best self, you know? And my poor husband, I toss and I turn and I curse all night long. And it's, it's really no wonder that lately he enjoys having sleepovers in Avery's room. And I have to say, he looks so darn cute, all tucked up under her floral quilt and her trundle bed. Yeah, it's special times. Special times indeed. So, because my husband is an amazing sleeper. It's actually quite annoying because the guy can fall asleep in five minutes... Like I've heard this story often from friends, like their husbands basically put their head on the pillow and then they're just like out cold. What is that like? I, I don't know. but And he can stay asleep like from the get-go all the way through to the morning with the exception of like the occasional pee, right? I've got sleep envy big time. And my kids have never had an issue with going to bed or falling asleep or staying asleep. Like it's always been like that. And it's nothing at all to do with parenting or routines or anything. I'm pretty sure it's genetics because they have their dad's sleep gene because he goes to bed at pretty much the same time every night. And like I said, he sleeps through till basically the same time every morning. And my kids are the same. Like I never have to tell them to go to bed when they're tired. They just excuse themselves and they just hippity hop to bed. I mean, what? Who does that? But that's why I think it's genetics because they all three of them have the same sleep MO. All righty, we have Avery back with us. Hello, girl. So, you're going to share with a few of the things that help you be a, yep. a really good sleeper. Okay. So, number one is you have some, you always read a book before bed, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So, and you have three categories of books. So, we have your first book, which is called.
0: Night
1: yoga. Good night yoga. And what does that do? We relax my body. Yes. So so do some stretches and relax your body. Nice. Um, Are you doing a little meditation right now? Yes. You're so good at that. You're very zen. Uh, (laughs) I also say, um, why can't I fall asleep? It's a bit of a different meditation that I do. You,
0: you need to practice.
1: You're right. Okay, so you do your good night yoga, and we'll take a picture of these books and we'll include them in the uh, in the blog. Okay, so people can see them. Okay,
0: in the, in the podcast.
1: Yep, and then you do that five minute stories. And what does that do? It's like a little book of little short frozen stories. What does that do?
0: Um, w- relax my mind.
1: That's that's a really good thing to do right before you go to bed. And then, I need to learn how to do that. And then the third thing is you read a novel. What novel are we reading right now?
0: The Wild Robot.
1: The Wild Robot by, what's the author? Oh, Peter Brown. And you just came home with, what do you have right in front of me here?
0: This is a new one. It's called The Wild Robot Escape.
1: Ooh, so that's the sequel to The Wild Robot, so we're going to start that one soon. Yes. What do you do next? Um,
0: um, um relaxing music, play, and um, play Disney.
1: Disney Bedtime is a good one.
0: Or meditation music on Alexa.
1: So you listen to meditation music with some of those, like, um...
0: Um, Frozen, um...
1: So the musical, like, lullaby kind of style, right?
0: Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high, like a dummy in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you
1: are. How do you have so much energy? You must get really good sleep. Yes. Thank you very much, and we'll see you at the end of the show for your jokes.
0: Oh, yeah funny
1: enough my son when he was a toddler he used to put himself down for his own naps like how hilarious is that like he'd be like well it's about time about that time and off he'd go up the stairs and put himself to bed super cute me on the other hand I don't I don't think that I've napped one day in my life but I mean looking back I don't remember having any sleep issues when I was younger I think I was a pretty good sleeper but I think over time and with stress and the onset of dun-dun-dun, perimenopause. I think that's when my sleep went right into the crapper. Yeah, but I know that without proper sleep, like enough of it, an actual good quality sleep, I am a useless sack of mom meat. My brain gets all fuzzy. I make really bad dietary choices, like hello carbs and all the sugar. And my mood is affected, like not in a fun way. And I'm pretty sure it plays a role in my high blood pressure. Not to mention increased cortisol levels, which we all know is the evil hormone. Is it a hormone? I think it's a hormone. That whatever it does, it is, it piles fat onto our middles. And uh, I'm basically becoming a giant pear. So we need to sleep to be healthy. And okay, so here's some science y stuff. And I'll link to all the resources here in the show notes. So I'm sure you're already aware of all of this. But for me, reminders, like constant reminders, are always welcome. So here we go. All right, so we know that um, poor sleep is linked to, like I mentioned, high blood pressure, heart issues, obesity, depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues, Alzheimer's, dementia, and a plethora of other less than ideal conditions. Oh, and early death. So, (laughs) yeah, the information like that is what keeps me up at night. It's a vicious cycle. But not a cycle that we can't deal with. So, okay, so back in the day when I was struggling with PTSD and anxiety in the wake of some life-threatening seizures that Avery had had, and then a year of me sleeping on the floor beside her bed, it totally wrecked my sleep. But not just for that stressful time, but for years after as well. So I finally relented, and I went to my doctor, and I got some sleeping pills, and... I only took them a few times because I really didn't like them. Um, I'm not not saying that you shouldn't take them because if you're not sleeping and that's the only thing that's going to give you some relief, then do it. Of course you should. And I mean, I still have the prescription and I'm not willing to let it go because, you know, saving it for a rainy day. So I have it in it's little medicine bottle highlighted. So I put highlighter all over it. I wrote little like zeds all over it. So I don't accidentally confuse it with my blood pressure medication and like inadvertently knock myself out. So yeah, but pills work for the short term, but there are also lots of natural sleep aids and home remedies that can definitely help you sleep better. And we know about these like drink. Okay. Well, not Chardonnay, sadly, because booze wakes us up. Like how cruel is that? But I'm talking about like warm milk. I personally do not like milk at all and warm milk even less, but studies have shown that it can be sleep-inducing apparently, so, you know, whatever works. Um, I'm more of a chamomile tea person myself, like it's caffeine-free, and it has, um, what is it called, flavonoids? Is that the word? I think it is. That interact with some receptors in your brain that are somehow involved with the whole sleep-wake transition. So the trick there for me, though, is drinking it close enough to bedtime so you get that relaxation effect but not too close so that you don't have time to pee before bed because otherwise you know how that goes your bladder is like a knock 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 hello in the middle of the night and you have to get up and pee and it's just uh. um i also read about tart cherry juice and i don't even know what that is or where you would buy that i think it's like raw cranberry juice maybe I don't know, but apparently it has sleep-inducing properties of some kind. And I read that it can support melatonin production, which, of course, melatonin supports a healthy sleep cycle. And speaking of um, melatonin, which is the supplement, or is it it a supplement? I'm not sure what category it falls under, but I do know that one melt-away tab, I think it's 5 milligrams, I think it's based on weight, is enough to knock Avery out for her sleep-deprived EEGs every year. Um, We choose not to have her sedated because, well, there's a long story about why, but it has to do with a drug interaction between the sedative they use and a potential complication with her heart. So our doctor says we're being silly and overcautious, but I don't know. Why take the risk, right? Better safe than sorry. So we opt for the stay-up all night and get her good and tired and sleep-deprived. The night before her test and then we hit her with a dose of melatonin about an hour or so before the test and it works like a charm i think actually i'm going to write a a blog post about that tricks we use to stay up all night because you know i have to stay up all night with her and how that all works and yeah i think i'll write about that next week so check the blog soon if you want tips around that or or if you just want to see this really super cute video of avery like completely punch drunk and giddy with exhaustion one night when we were when we were at Superstore trying to stay awake at like midnight. So yeah, that's cute. Anyway, um, I have tried melatonin and I got to say it didn't do a thing for me. Like I think it must depend on the person because some people absolutely swear by it. And of course it's natural, but everything has risks and side effects to be aware of. So I did read that melatonin, which is often recommended for the short-term treatment of insomnia from like... Jet lag or shift work or whatever has been used safely for up to two years in some people, but it has also been known to cause side effects in some people, like um, headaches, depression, dizziness, stomach cramps, irritability. Maybe I accidentally took some melatonin because I'm I'm very irritable. Plus, the one thing that caught my attention is that melatonin might actually worsen blood pressure in people taking BP meds. So that's me. So um, I'll link to an article called um, Experts Warn of Risks of Taking Melatonin to Help You Sleep. So it lists a couple of different things about that. But I think all in all, it's safe. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. So, And then, of course, there's also tryptophan, which... Always makes me think of that Jerry Seinfeld episode. You know, the one where Jerry and Kramer want to play with some guy's collectible toys or something, but he won't let them. So they knock the dude out with turkey and red wine. (laughs) And yeah, there is tryptophan in turkey and other things like bananas and warm milk. But they say that the amount of tryptophan present in food wouldn't actually have a really positive or negative effect on your mood or sleep. So there's also supplements, though. Um, that you can take. And I think they play some kind of role in serotonin production or something in the brain. And so I think that helps you relax and like it helps with anxiety and stuff. So, but of course, again, I've read that there are side effects. There can be side effects like tremors and dizziness and nausea. And then some rare cases There's something called, um, oh, I didn't write that part down. But there's... <laughs> it's a mystery but there's some other like disorder that you can get from it so you got to be careful and um yeah again just in case you weren't sure I'm not a doctor or a scientist so in case there's some confusion there and of course and then there's magnesium which is supposed to help activate the neurotransmitters in your brain responsible for calming the body and the mind and helping your muscles relax which of course then will help you fall asleep easier and if you have a lack of magnesium that can actually increase your nervousness and also cause um, restless leg syndrome or leg cramps, which of course, like you can't sleep well if you've got jiggly legs, right? And the best place to start if you want to increase your magnesium, of course, is always with your diet. So if you eat plenty of like leafy greens and nuts and figs and beans, things like that, um, that can increase your magnesium naturally. But then rumor says that also things like coffee, salt, sugar, and alcohol, like all the fun things, can drain magnesium from your body. So you've got to be cautious of that. But you can also, like I do, I opt for a magnesium supplement. And I really like the one that I take. I can't remember what it's called, but I will add that link to the show notes. And it's not an affiliate link or anything. I just found this one that I like at my local health food store. And and I don't have any of the major side effect. You know the one? Diarrhea. From it. So... (laughs) I mean, if you take too much, you will know. Oh, you will know. So I take two tablet, two pills per night and it seems to work well for me. And I don't have any stomach upset or anything because women need somewhere between, I think I read 300 to 320 milligrams daily. I think I take more than that, but uh, most of us don't get even near that amount. So again, I'm not an expert and as I'm yawning away over here. So check with your doctor or your nutritionist and um, make sure it's okay for you because, I mean, some drugs might interact with magnesium, so you just need to be sure. And another thing, you can also take a hot bath with Epsom salts, and which is otherwise known as magnesium uh, sulfate, which your body can absorb while you're soaking in it, like Madge. Remember that commercial? <laughs> oh my God, I'm old. I don't like baths. I'm not a bath person. I don't enjoy being wet and bubbly, so I should try that sometime though just to see. Anyway, there are lots of other remedies, like essential oils, for example. And my friend Sharon swears by jasmine oil, so she keeps a little bit of it next to her bed, and then if she wakes up in the night she just rolls on over and has a sniff and drifts back to sleep. So I haven't tried that yet. I will need to do that. And yeah there's lots of things to try, but I'm not an expert and I clearly have not found the silver bullet because I'm freaking exhausted. So I've got more learning to do. And ironically, as I'm recording this, my husband is painting our bedroom down the hall. And because I decided I needed to just take my own advice and create a more serene space for the slumbering. So I bought this very calming paint. And um, not a plug, because I don't <clears throat> work for Canadian Tire. I'm actually a Benjamin Moore kind of gal, but I found this paint at Canadian Tire. It's called Uh, is it called Premier Paint or Premium Paint? I think it's called Premier Paint. And I got it on sale. And it was already quite inexpensive anyway compared to the Benjamin Moore anyway. But it goes on so smooth and thick. It's almost a one-coater pretty much. And I found this color called Linen. And it's this really soft, soft, soft uh, gray. And it is lovely. Seriously, check it out. Linen. Premiere, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, gorgeous. Anyway, Adrian's busy painting our bedroom that color, and uh, we resituated the furniture to be like more feng shui. And um, then I was at Urban Barn again, not a plug, but I totally dig their farmhouse vibe. And I found the most beautiful ocean wave piece of art. Oh my god, it is a stunner. So I bought that, and okay, I'll take a picture of it, and I'm going to post it on the blog. That will accompany this podcast episode so you can check it out but it just felt so idyllic is that the word I don't know but it's it's very calming so it's gonna look so nice and when it's put uh, you know on the painted wall and stuff it's gonna look gorgeous so what was my point of all that I don't even know so yeah so our room is already pretty much in accordance to the good sleep hygiene I think like I took down our crappy blinds and I'm ordering some of those blackout roller blinds that are going to make our room so much darker because that's a big thing for me is the sun shining in and blinding me in the morning not a pleasant feeling and um yeah and then at the end I've got a really funny story about our weighted blanket which I will tell you forthwith but um what I was going to say is that while Adrian is painting he's listening to this podcast not my podcast to a podcast and I can hear it sort of in the background and it's all about sleep coincidence I think not. But when I went in there to take a break, I had a little listen, and oh my God, it is amazing. It's this guy that Adrian loves called Andrew Hubert, and he's an expert on so many things. And in this one episode about sleep, it's pretty amazing. So I'm going to leave um, all the other strategies to him because he's got, so he can explain them if you get a chance to listen to his podcast. He's got so much great information about supplements, and he does this whole thing on magnesium and expands on that and then he talks about different sleep meditations and how light can positively and negatively affect your sleep things like that so it's absolutely worth a listen and he's super smart so yeah like i said i'll link to that in the show notes and another expert who you totally have to check out is my friend alana McGinn. alana's website is called goodnight sleep site and it is full of solid tips and sound advice like she's a legit sleep expert And she's been a guest on all kinds of podcasts. And I would really love to have her on here, but I like, let's get real. I have no idea how (laughs) to do that technically, but she has her own podcast called This Girl Loves Sleep. Oh yeah, girl, I hear you. Sleep is good. So check out her website and I will link to that. She wrote a really great article on her site that clicked with me and I'm going to link to that one. It's called COVID Reentry Anxiety and Its Effect on Our Sleep and it's about how while many of us are excited about heading back into normal life there's also this feeling of reentry anxiety for so many of us i've got my hand in the air mhm and it is negatively affecting our sleep so here are some of the ways that alana suggests that we can alleviate our covid reentry anxiety and better our sleep number 1 Take back your bedroom, make it cozy and dark. I really need to order those blackout blinds like today. Remove the clutter, add in some relaxing sounds, maybe include some aromatherapy, and then use bedding that is breathable and comfy, stuff like that. Number two oh, this one's a doozy. Set tech boundaries. Yeah, that's a biggie for me. A few minutes of TikTok before bed can easily, for me, lead to like an hour of mindless scrolling. And um, that's not good. Alana says that the tech that we allow into our bedtime routine can be emotionally and mentally stimulating, making it more difficult for us to shut down our minds and settle into sleep. And when this happens, you can wake feeling even more tired, which can lead to us using technology more. And this is referred to as the rebound effect. Oh, yeah, I hear that. And she also says to avoid social media, that is only going to heighten your stress and anxiety levels. So doom scrolling isn't productive and it's best to shut it down completely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I 100% agree with that. I've been leaving my phone downstairs in the kitchen deliberately at night these days and it makes a huge difference. The nights that I skip the TikTok and the, on- and the online Scrabble um, and read an old school paperback book, I get a noticeably better sleep but then sometimes my phone just makes it back up into my room. I don't know how that happens. It's really hard, isn't it? Anyway, um, number three, she says, bring back bedtime. So it's important to have consistent routines in place. Knowing what is going to happen next can alleviate the stress, the anxious thoughts, and that constant to-do list ruminating through your mind. Mm -hmm. So you need to incorporate a slowdown cycle to help you create a customized bedtime routine that not only helps you fall asleep easier but helps create a better morning flow as well. Yeah, I need to work on that. Um, So I'm going to link to all of that. And Atlanta's site also explains how your sleep changes as you age. (laughs) Oh, boy, does it ever. Sleep in our 40s and 50s is not the sleep of the young. Mm. We have trouble falling asleep, and then we wake up once or twice a night. Ha, I wish it was only once or twice. We wake up early, and we aren't able to get back to sleep. It bites. It It really does. Biological changes contribute to making sleep more challenging for both men and women. The hormones that promote healthy sleep are on the decline. At the same time, sleep-disrupting hormones like stupid cortisol are often spiking thanks to stress and an ongoing lack of sleep. So during these years, sleeplessness can take a particular toll on weight gain, ding, ding, and metabolic health. And the combo of biological changes and a busy daily schedule. It just isn't conducive to quality sleep or regular exercise, both of which have a negative impact on sleep and weight gain. Yeah, the waistband, the waistband on my stretchy comfy pants right now has basically given up over here. All right, so okay, so because sleep is one of the three pillars of health, along with nutrition and exercise, Like, sleep is basically the foundation of the other two, really. Without it, we aren't going to make smart nutritional choices, and we'll have no energy to work out. So, what should we do? We, meaning me. And you, too, if you'd like to join in. I'm suggesting that we do a sleep audit, or what Alana calls the good night sleep cleanse. Anyone? Anyone want to join me? All you have to do is go over to her site and look at the 7-Day Sleep Challenge, and then... You need to sort of make a mental commitment to go like hardcore for seven days and make it work and then watch the magic happen. I mean, I'm assuming magic will happen. I haven't done this yet, but well, I've done components of it. Yes, but not the full deal, but I plan to because, oh, I I have to. It's just not good. Yeah, I could go over the steps with you here, but Alana lays it out. Oh man, I really want to lay down right now. So tired. She lays it out perfectly. So I'll leave the steps and the format to her because she is the expert. I'm just the tired mom over here. But for reference, uh, Lana takes us through seven concrete, very doable steps to improve our sleep routine or sleep hygiene, as they say. Steps like following a more consistent sleep pattern with ideally seven to eight hours of sleep per night. (laughs) seven or eight hours in a row. Mm. The goal is to sync our sleep with our natural sleep rhythms and the 24-hour biological clock. I think my clock is broken. Alana says, to determine your correct bedtime, you calculate seven to eight hours back from your natural wake time in the morning, which I need to figure out when that is. Maybe when I have my blackout blinds, I'll be able to know more naturally what it is. I mean, for me, I could fall asleep Okay, mostly it's just. and I think my bedtime is okay. I go to bed at around. Well, I try to go to bed at ten o'clock, and I allow myself to read from ten till ten thirty, and then I try to fall asleep between ten thirty and eleven. That's the goal. You know, it doesn't always work for me. It's the staying asleep thing that is my challenge. Anyway, other steps include the whole bringing back bedtime thing and setting up your sleep environment for sleep success. Goodbye tech. And plus there are strategies for uh, what to do when you can't fall back to sleep, like just taking the pressure off and getting out of bed. Like don't turn on the light um, or watch TV for God's sake. Don't do that. Or go on your phone. Alana suggests reading a chapter or two of a book in low light, drinking a warm glass of milk, listening to soothing music, or maybe doing some adult coloring. Um, And then you can try again to go back to sleep like in 20 minutes or so, and then continue the process till you can fall back to sleep. And those sound great to me. But the my issue is that I'm awake. Yes, but I'm still too drowsy to actually get up and do anything. So I need to figure that out. Anyway, there are some really good tips and some other steps and strategies involved in this process. And I am going to commit to it. And I'm going to give it a try. So I hope you will join me. Okay, so now I'm going to end with this ridiculous story. And if there are kids listening, Adult content alert. So this is about weighted blankets, pros and cons. Okay, so (laughs) around Christmas time, I decided that we needed to order a weighted blanket for our king-size bed because I'd heard all of these amazing things about weighted blankets and how they're comforting and they reduce anxiety and they just help overall with sleep. So great. Went online, woman on a mission, and I found an amazing deal, Canadian company And I ordered their blanket. And, well, it took several months to get here. I don't even want to talk about that. So, finally, we got it. And um, so, my thoughts. It helps in many ways. It's not very attractive. It's like a gray, has a sheen to it. So, it's not the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But, you know, you put a throw blanket over top of it, it's fine. Um, So, some of the cons kind of hurts my ankles like the thing is heavy so I feel like when you're sleeping on your back it crushes your feet like forward so you have to actually pull the blanket up over your feet and let your feet just like free ball it at the end because otherwise ow it was okay in the winter months in the summer it is it's pretty hot and it's not quite wide enough for our king size bed so one of us always has their butt sticking out the side so and if you would like to <clears throat> make your bed on your own, Godspeed to you because it weighs a ton I think it says it's only 35 uh, pounds but it's <laughs> heavy so yeah you need to um, you need to have a partner for that okay so here's the biggest con is that let's say you and your partner are having a, I'm doing air quotes a date night let's say or as my former student used to call having a family hug. <laughs> There's a story behind that one. Anyway, um, let's just say that's happening. And let's say your child, your youngest child, walks right into your room unannounced, and your husband goes to grab the blanket and pull it over you, but it's so, so heavy that he cannot. And so you're lying there, fully exposed, and your child is staring at you with (laughs) like a deer in headlights, wondering what's happening what's happening and asking why you're not wearing any pajamas. And then you scramble to say that it's very hot and you were both just trying to cool off. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. So that is a big con right there. Um, Funny aside, just because I'm talking about sex, this has nothing to do with the topic, but I thought this was really funny. It made me laugh like really hard, probably harder than I would normally laugh, but I'm so tired. And like I said, everything's funny, but I was at my parents' house because we can do that now because double vexed. And I, my mom said, Do you have any recommendations for any Netflix shows that we can watch? We're out of shows. And I said, Oh, yeah, actually, I just finished Sex Education, the one with Jillian Anderson, and I really enjoyed it. So they made a mental note. Then I was back talking to my parents <laughs> shortly after that, and my mom says, with my dad present, um, Lisa, we wa- we watched your show. Wow, that was that was something. And I I said really? I said sex education. She said yeah. I said well yeah, there was a few parts that were a bit you know, not not PG, but I said wasn't isn't the boy so endearing though? And she said what boy? There's no boy in the show. And I said yeah, the boy that, you know, Jillian Anderson's son. And she said no 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 no. I said mom, what show are you talking about? And she said. Sex life. And I said, Oh dear God, no. That is and if you have seen Sex Life on Netflix, you know why this is hysterical. Especially episode three at nineteen minutes and fifty seconds, if you know what I'm talking about. Eggplant emoji. Yeah, so there are my parents watching this show thinking that their daughter recommended soft porn for her parents. But you know, it didn't stop them from watching several episodes back to back. So kudos to you okay so anyway that was just a little funny story so do i do i circling back do i recommend the weighted blanket kind of do but you need to be careful because you could you know put out a shoulder or whatever and what i would probably recommend is at costco you can buy the five pound um children version of the weighted blanket and they're i think only 30 dollars or something i got one for ab for christmas And they're small, and they're just big enough that you could drape it over your midsection, like over top of your regular covers, so you still get that feeling of weighted blanket without being, like, trapped, like, hopelessly pinned under the weight of the king-size blanket. So I might recommend that. All right, that's all I have for you. Um, So if you're still awake, awesome. And if you want to come and do the sleep cleanse challenge avec moi, that would be Amazing. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? <laughs> that's all the French I know. Okay, that's all I have for you, like I said. And oh, except for Avery's gonna come back and she's going to tell us a couple of um, jokes. Well, hello. I hear you have a couple of sleepy time jokes for us to end the show.
0: Yeah, so do.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, give us what you got, girl.
0: Um, how can you tell if T-Lex is sleeping?
1: How can you tell if a T-Rex is sleeping?
0: It a Donna snores.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> do you have another one for us? Yes. Okay.
0: What do scuba divers wear to bed?
1: What do scuba divers wear to bed?
0: A snorkel. Get it? A snorkel.
1: <laughs> oh, t- those are a snorable. Oh, that wasn't good. Okay.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Your support means so much to us. So thank you for cheering us on and for sharing the podcast. We are thrilled that this bright, beautiful community is growing this way. If you know somebody who you think might dig this podcast, please go ahead and share. And if you'd like to leave us a comment, we would love to hear from you. You can leave us an audio message through the anchor app. I know it sounds super technical, but it's actually pretty easy. Or you can comment old timey style by leaving us a comment on our podcast page, which is linked in the show notes or, come on over to Instagram and chat with us there. Thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you next week.